Check on the turkey in the oven and get ready for a BYU Sports Nation Thanksgiving special. Bronco Mendenhall, Dave Rose, Steve Young, and Chase Fisher all coming up in the next hour. Holy cow, that's loaded. Turkey and BYU Sports, it's the perfect combination for Thanksgiving Day. Just save room for dessert. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. BYU Sports Nation broadcast in Radio Vision. Today, we're bringing you a special best of show for the holiday. We hope that you are enjoying this day with a ton of football. Oh, yeah. Turkey, family, gratitude for the fabulous things in life. One thing that we collectively are grateful for, BYU Sports. And you, the fans, this show's what, a little over two years old? Two years and a couple months. It's been so fun to have this daily outlet to be able to hang out with you, the fans. We appreciate it. And today's, today's show is really loaded, and we start with this. Last Friday, we interviewed BYU head coach Bronco Mendenhall. We talked to him about Senior Day, Taysom Hill, Tanner Mangum, the future of BYU football, specifically a quarterback. Mm. But we started by complimenting him on his wardrobe on the interview. Bronco, welcome What's back up, to Studio B. Hey. Did you say my jacket was awesome? Yeah, I like your jacket. Appreciate it's that. It's sort of like a Letterman's jacket. What it, it, like, sort of. Do you wear it when you ride on your motorcycle? Is that one uh, of those? I guys? wear it when I show up at, in Studio B. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's my Studio, Studio B, B jacket. jacket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> we have decided to spice this interview up. We have some hot tamales for you. Hmm. This is in coordination with like our these? senior coordinating producer, Michael Miner. He chipped in on this. And the bag of Snickers. This is to help you get the you team fired moody, up tomorrow. So we got Snickers. Which which, which was which <laughs> one was Michael Miner's contribute contribution? Uh, um, do I have to answer that question? Yeah, actually. Uh, it, it, well, put, let's put it this way: If I have to answer your questions, then okay. you have to answer my questions. So, so I will gauge my answers based on this answer for okay, this uh, for this segment. Okay, clarity right here. Absolute <laughs> transparency. Bronco, I forgot to bring a snack mm. today, so Michael brought both of these. Awesome. Okay. I, I, I suspected. <laughs> I, I suspected. That's just I wanted to make sure that the world knew. I swung and, and you know missed. I didn't bring a thing. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's why I was talking <laughs> over you. <laughs> Hopefully I can get a pass after all that we've been through in the snack category. With the, uh, with the jalapeno Pringles in the tube, you know, that, that's been a good thing. So I, <laughs> okay. I think that bought you a little, okay. a little leeway. Some leeway? Yeah. Fair enough. Next Fair level. enough. Now that we've got that <laughs> out level. of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Beck said something really funny on the show on Wednesday. We asked him, do you know where your senior blanket is? And he's like, uh, I don't think that I do. <laughs> but he's probably going to look for it right now, and he's going to get after me for bringing this up. <laughs> and, that, and then we said, well, do you use it? And he said, well, it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of small. So is it time to upgrade the senior blanket to make it bigger? That, that's the first bit of feedback I've gotten about the blanket, so <laughs> that, that's helpful. I'm going to look into that now it, because what good's a blanket if – you can't like wrap in it and snuggle in, and you just say it's it's for your posterity, it's for your kids. And these are for football players, so you'd think <laughs> rather than a little snuggie, it ought to be like a big a big macker, you know. <laughs> okay. tomorrow, tomorrow should be a lot of fun. Uh, final mm. home game, chance to go undefeated, honor the seniors. Is it a more emotional game for you, or do you try and put that aside because you have a game to play? Yeah, it, it's not until afterwards, um, and then there's a moment, and usually. Regardless of the outcome, win or loss, there's emotion. Um, but when when you start thinking then about the seniors and you start, I start seeing their impact, and it kind of settling in. That's that's when it usually kind of hits me, and so that's usually post game because yeah, before it's you're, we're still playing a game, and it's uh, it's hard to even consider what else at that point. Eighteen it's, seniors, and is that why you do it pregame? Um, there's really no good time to do it. The, the, the best chance to really honor our seniors is at the banquet, and that's usually in the springtime. Yeah. And that's a very intimate setting, private setting. We have more time, and we're able to say and, and do what we really want. And this is a public It's more symbolic, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and which is great gotcha. because we, we do, and I do appreciate all the seniors have done. Our team wants to do the same thing, show acknowledgement. Um, it's great for the families to, to have a moment also being acknowledged. But but really, the the most um, meaningful and and well designed time is at our banquet. Eighteen seniors, as I just mentioned, and I know that you have a unique relationship with each of them, from recruiting to what they did on the field and different emotional things and what goes on in the classroom. I mean, you you have an open door por- uh, policy for your team. So that said, which of these personalities 
has been the loudest, maybe literally. Oh, that that's easy, Devon. I mean, that that <laughs> that's just. In fact, you could give me if you gave me the name of each senior, I could have something right away that is is meaningful. And um, most of the things aren't on the field. Um, they're somehow, some way related to either recruiting, conversational interactions that have been in my office, either happy or not so happy times. And um, that's really what I remember. Uh, when I was talking with Jan Jorgensen and Vince and Shane Hunter, and they're all graduate assistants and played for me, and I don't remember what years they played and what games we won, but I remember specific interactions, and which is a pretty, it's a pretty cool lesson. We had our uh, 20-man research staff look this up. Uh, Devon Blackman has the second most <laughs> catches of any BYU player that doesn't have a touchdown catch hmm. to uh, Nate Mickle. So there's that. So in this game... Re- regarding Nate Mickle, he yeah. is one I remember a play against Wyoming kickoff return where yeah. I think oh, he scores. it should have been a touchdown. Yeah. It should have been a yeah. touchdown. Yeah. So of all the plays, I remember that about now, Nate. Now that would, not have, that would not have been a receiving touchdown. That's yeah. specifically yeah, what I'm talking about. Just, he scored a rushing touchdown, yeah. by the way. But... If is there a game plan to get Devon Blackman to touchdown? <laughs> Not specifically, no, no. no. Okay, yeah. But if he, I'm scores, sure he would want that. Yes. In fact, he might be the one because I've been receiving notes, and uh, he might <laughs> that, that might be coming from Devon. What do you mean you've been receiving just notes? Throw Devon the ball in the end zone for like, a touchdown. Like sticky notes on your just door, diff- emails, uh, text? yeah, cardstock, sticky notes. Um, is it all the same handwriting? Yeah, it, it appears to be. So you know, uh, it, it, I could use your guys' help. I mean. With a play call? No. Should with, we talk to Rob? With actually just tracing to see if it's actually from that? Devon. Yeah. You okay. Get a, you get a PI for that. <laughs> now, serious question as a follow-up. If Devon scores a touchdown and breaks out in some epic dance and gets a penalty, would you be mad? It'll be his last touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot J.J. Luigi against Wyoming in 09 yeah, kind of did the dance. Uh, could be. He said he had planned it, and I said, you planned on a penalty? And he said, yes. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. man. That's... <laughs> There's been stranger things happen. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Bronco Mendenhall, the head football coach of BYU with us in Studio B. You look at your starting quarterback tomorrow, Tanner Mangum. This BYU team is 7-3. and three. Taysom Hill goes out in the first game. And, and I asked Jason Beck the same question on Wednesday. Do, are we at a point now with how violent and, and just high-paced this game can be that you need two starting quarterbacks to be successful? Uh, I think so. And And – you have to have your backup that is Tanner Mangum quality, which what what you just would prefer is there there isn't a senior to a true freshman. You know, you hope that there's a little bit closer spacing, but really it's becoming challenging. And I think Ohio State is finding that out to keep everyone happy, balance the chemistry of the team. And at some point you have to have an identity. And if there's not enough space between quarterbacks, then um, – they want to run. They run. They want to run the team, and they want to be the starter. And so, um, Tanner is amazing, and it's just worked out for us beautifully this year. Ideally, you'd want maybe a year closer than what Tanner is um, to to your starter, and then just keep that cycle going because, uh, man, very few teams make it through with only one quarterback. Notre Dame has needed that. They yeah. have. Uh, they have a young guy. Baylor has needed that. They yeah. might have their third string. <laughs> you mentioned uh, Ohio State. Yeah. Ohio State, of course, is the biggest example. And so, it, it can be done, and needs to be done. But you just have to manage the unique things that come with that as you uh, maybe stockpile. I'm not sure that's the right word. And your succession planning at quarterback, um, at some point transfers happen. And we've, we've hit that a couple times. When do you hope to get an answer uh, re- related to Taysom Hill's future? Oh, well, a- after the season, I am not in a hurry. Um, I, Taysom has earned and, and should be given every possibility to just sort through that on his own. And when he knows, then it's okay for me to know. And I don't have a timetable. He and I tentatively set up at the end of the season, and that wasn't post bowl game or pre bowl game. Um, so I'll touch base with him again after our Utah State game and just kind of see where he is. And but um, I want him to have complete ownership of that and feel good about it. Will Tanner Mangum be involved in that conversation? <laughs> I don't know. I, I uh, mean, once Taysom makes a decision, so yeah, he has so to balance certainly, it. yeah. Once the decision is made, whatever that is, and then based on what it is, that will determine how much Tanner is included mm-hmm. and how we plan that. And there's all different kinds of ways that can go. Um, I think they're all pos- all positive and possible. Um, but man, we right now beating Fresno State tomorrow and, and playing really well is Look it, you reel it back in, man. Is on, uh, yeah, because <laughs> the game's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. 
My count, oh, yeah, my countenance right. just changed, didn't yeah. it? It was just like, yeah. Game face. Yeah. That's fair. Your game yeah. is tomorrow. Exactly right. I was just reminding all of us that, that, of that. that that's actually happening. <laughs> yeah. Football will be played at Lavelle Edwards Stadium for the final time. BYU trying to go undefeated at home yeah. against Fresno State. Cool. What kind of bearing does that have uh, on each Man, season? When I was very first named head coach like a million years ago, um, that was one of the things that had to happen. You can't have uh, chances at ten win seasons every year, which is which is um, what less than ten percent of all college teams do, unless you play great at home. And so sequentially, it was starting with man, you have to play well in your own stadium. Then you have to play well within your own state. Then certainly had to play well within your own conference at that time. And then that usually got you a chance to be toward ten wins, which then puts you on the national stage. And then you're in your bowl game. And if you win that, and you do those things every year, you become a really really a strong program and very consistent. And so this is, that was one of the very first things put in place. What's it been like this season um, to have what you called at the beginning of the show, Inside BYU Football? I want to, I want, I'm tired of other people telling your message. I want to tell our message. What's it been like to have your message said that way? Yeah, mixed feelings. Um, And and I'd be able to respond more accurately if I watched it. You know, I I thought at the beginning of this, because one of the things I negotiated, I don't know if I negotiated um, that was agreed to is I'd watch every show and I'd have the chance to say what goes in and what doesn't go in. I've never seen the show because there's just no time. Um, And so I don't know how it's being told. Um, And I've gotten some data and feedback from ratings and different things and from fans who who seem to like it, but I don't know how how accurately it's being told, but I know it's, it's almost complete access. Very few times has there not been someone following us around wherever we are. And so I hope it's been insightful. I hope it's an accurate presentation, a representation. Um, and But it, it is, uh, I, I can't say that um, it doesn't change people's behavior. You know, the thought was after a couple of weeks, it would just go away. And I, I can make it invisible, but I do see a difference in conduct of people when the camera's right there. And and uh, maybe they're trying to be the better version of themselves, so I can't say it's a negative thing. Um, but I think any maybe reality show, I, I would question some of the authenticity um, all the way to its core. It's certainly a, bit, a better glimpse, but until I watch the show, it's hard for me to say. Spencer's 100% like this when the camera's <laughs> not on, just so you know. But in, in ter- you're, you're one of the only ones. Then. <laughs> yeah. In terms of the messaging, <laughs> you know? yeah. In terms of the messaging, yeah, you would be you would be the only one that could say, yeah, that's the hundred percent. In terms yeah. of what the fan reactions be, has been, they've loved it How because they, really? they get they get to see inside BYU football. Bronco it's been crowd unique. surfing at Nebraska? Are you kidding uh, me? The so, Taysom Hill shot uh, with Mitch Matthews mm. of. You would have, we would have never seen that. Before, so, if, you know? if if that's the response and and what you guys are saying is 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 accurate, then yeah, I'm for it because um, the the rest, most of the interviews I get, and this is not just this year, but over time, man, it, it's with a specific intent mm-hmm. and a specific storyline to be presented, kind of already determined, and um, and so if that's the case, and and if I have a chance, or when I have a chance after the season and I go through it, then. Uh, yeah, I might have suggestions on how to even make it more authentic or or um, more true to what we're we're actually doing um, and why. Maybe the why it needs to come out a little bit more. What have you gotten out of this year's ambitious schedule that uh, you take as a positive? I love I loved it. In fact, I would after Missouri, uh, Robert, uh, coach, and I and I were sitting in the airplane together, side by side, and and it was just we need more of these. And that doesn't mean at home, just. The farther we travel against the better teams, the more we know about what we have to do with our program to keep battling to get on the national stage. And those lessons aren't learned anywhere else. I, I want the best teams wherever they want to play. And so all it has done is validated. And there's, there is the argument um, to schedule down and win every game. And, you know, that's a closer way to get into the Fiesta Bowl than what we're doing. Um, man, I'm looking even beyond that. Uh, I want the program to grow and expand and be dominant um, on the biggest stage possible. And and I think the only way you can learn those lessons is uh, is by playing, man, the most fierce competition wherever they'll play you. And so I'm for it. And next year's is more difficult than this year's. Um, and I, th- I think, and that's what motivates me, and for the, on behalf of the program, it's the right thing to do. And, man, if you could have seen the players walk into Arrowhead Stadium the walk through the day before – um, they want that. They they want those stages against those teams, 
and and they want the lessons that come either way. They want it at UCLA. Um, we're a few points away from from having a, and I still think we'll have a, a great finish and a strong season, but a couple points away from magical. And but you got to go through those games, and and I want them. It's clear, Jerem, Bronco Mendenhall has a vision for the future of BYU football. And, and of certain you, snacks. Yeah, whether you're on board with it or not, that is the direction the program is headed, and that includes more schedules with big-time names in big venues. He says, we'll play anybody anywhere, basically. And did you give him Snickers because you thought he was in a bad mood? Yeah, you're having right? a bad day, Bronco. <laughs> Eat not a Snickers. Was, not he, was he better after that? Yes. True. True. Truly a happy Thanksgiving. We're back with more Steve Young up next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The Thanksgiving conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation, eat some turkey, and then use the hashtag BYUSN. Right now, I'm just just jonesing to eat some pumpkin pie. I love me some pumpkin pie. Fantastic. My four year old had it for the first time at his Thanksgiving feast. What did he think? At preschool. He loved it. Jackson Flax and Waxon loved it. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, he did. He loved it. You know what else I love? When Steve Young is on our show, and it's always nice to talk to a, a Hall of Famer in college and the NFL. Steve Young joined us earlier this fall, had some great insight on Tanner Mangum and Taysom Hill. Here's that conversation. Joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline, friend of the program, BYU legend and NFL Hall of Famer Steve Young. Steve, welcome back to BYU Sports Thanks. Nation. That's good to be in Studio B. I, Studio C is my spot, but I'll, I'll hang with Studio B right okay. now. Okay. Hey, we'll take the backup role, Studio B. <laughs> Steve, I have a question. How do you recover from the energy overload of working Monday nights with Ray Lewis and Trent Dilfer on Monday Night Football? Does it seem like there's energy there? I, I, we, um, we're actually... Uh, Ray and, and Trent have obviously played together and were friends for a long time, and that that's uh, uh, and then I, you know Trent's a really good friend of mine. So and Ray and I have just become good friends. So we're just we really have a good time, and I don't know that we show that or that it comes off that way, but we really do enjoy it, and it's a lot of fun, and um, you know I, I I really look forward to it more than really any time in the past that I've done it is uh, it's it's more fun every week. Steve, when you look at Tanner Mangum's play so far this year, has had to step in as a, a true freshman, and BYU is still 6-2. and two. What have you thought of his freshman year so far? That's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, and, uh, I, you know, back when he was a senior, when Trent was a part of Elite 11, I think I might have spoken about this, um, Trent told me, he says, you know a kid named Tanner Mangum? And I said, I actually do, because... In my ward, uh, Kelly Cook, whose uh, uh, sisters—it's uh, Tanner's, uh, his, uh, her sister's uh, boy—and they—and so I've known of him for a long time because she keeps me up to date. And and uh, and uh, he said, "Well, I don't know if you know this, but that kid is one of the all-time greats." I said, "Well, geez, he's a senior in high school. What are you talking about?" He said, "Look, I do this at eleven, and I go through the kids, you know, around the country, and I've done it for years." And I don't know that I've ever seen anything like this. And he tied with, uh, at that time, he was with Jameis Winston. Uh, he tied the number one spot with Jameis Winston. So since then, it's been in my mind, but he went on a mission. He didn't really think much about it. And then when all of a sudden, when uh, Taysom got hurt and Tanner ran in, I was like, holy cow, that's Tanner Mangum. There he is. So I had a feeling, because Trent's somebody that he really does love football and study football and puts time in and really digs in with the guys and does not just can you throw the ball, can you read a route, but so many other parts of their, uh, of their personalities and leadership and the game and everything else. And so they really test all that um, uh, when he's with them. And so he was just so impressed with them. So I was not shocked uh, at Nebraska. I was not shocked uh, at Boise State. I just I thought that, you know, from what I'd known of, of him, uh, from his family, and then also what Trent had told me, I, I just kind of felt like he'll just do well. I mean, and he has. And I, I think it's really amazing what he's accomplished. Steve Young with us on BYU Sports Nation. Steve, when you look at Tanner Mangum and the miracles that he's pulled off, BYU now 6-2 and two with four games to go in November, San Jose State, Missouri, Fresno State, and Utah State. What do you expect the Cougars to do over the final four games of the season? Well, I, obviously been a great season. It's obviously, you know, for for me, I look for um, 
you know, because I'm with ESPN, I get to see those guys a lot. The contracts with ESPN, being independent is, uh, you know, uh, working without a net in general. Uh, look at last week, trying to put together a schedule. It's, it's uh, you know, Tom Holmes is always trying to find the, uh, a great games, but it doesn't always work out. And so uh, and having that ESPN contract is huge, having us be kind of exposed that way. And we have to be winning. We have to be showing, you know, be entertaining, if nothing else. And then obviously need to win. And this season has done that. Um, it just fundamentally, not, you know, you can, you can compare, you can say, oh, the season's successful or it's not, or you can, you can have that opinion. But fundamentally, keeping this thing going as an independent with what we have to do to keep that in place, this has been a success. Um, and so now as it finishes out, obviously if we can get, uh, you, you know, nine or ten wins and, um, and get placed somewhere, who knows where we could get placed if we could kind of finish out that way. But I, I suspect if, you know, I, I'm, I, I want to I win them all. I think we can. I think the team's getting stronger. Uh, whenever we have a really good quarterback, BYU's in the top 20. Just look back 30 years. And uh, and so I think with Tanner, uh, you're going to have somebody that's moved very quickly, grown up very fast, can handle it, and is going to get better and better. And so I got I have very high expectations now uh, for BYU because they have a quarterback that can go the distance. Steve Taysom Hill has options. He can graduate and quit football. He could graduate and go to the NFL. He could graduate and transfer. He could come back to BYU. What do you want to see him do? It's just, it hurts. I hurt when I think about this. Huh. Uh, uh, you know, Taysom and I have become friends over the years and um, and had conversations. And I, <laughs> you know, uh, I you know, this has nothing to do with Tanner because Tanner's a phenomenal human being and phenomenal quarterback and going to be great. So this is not really about that. It's really just feeling so bad for Taysom and, and, the, uh, and the injuries. Because when Taysom took the field in Nebraska after at halftime, I just I, I couldn't believe the improvement of his quarterback skills, of the parts that are so vital to playing the position. And then even as a pro looking at it, you know, like what could he do? What could he, could, could he kind of transition? And I thought, I couldn't believe it. I was so excited. And then – and you know, then he get hurt, and I just, I, in fact, I, I remember at the moment, at the time, saying he's going to win the Heisman, and I look, that, look, I'm talking crazy, but that's just what I said to myself, yeah, or said to someone else. I just said, look, he's going to win the Heisman. Wow. And uh, so this has been, it's been just brutal to think about because the truth is, I, I don't think, I don't think he comes back to BYU. Um, I think that, uh, and, and I know, and I have not talked to Taysom about this, so. So just this is this is just my opinion. Um, I think that he would probably look for somewhere else to go, but in college, and 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 play for a year so that he could set himself up to uh, to go pro. That would be kind of how I would be thinking about it, um, and that's painful, and it hurts to say. I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to talk about it. To be honest with you, but. I don't know that the there's another way to to really think about it. Um, going straight to the pros, uh, I, I don't. I think it's worth trying to go play some more football and put a full season of health together and really show yourself. Um, now, you know, if Bronco and 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 everybody wants to talk about it and figure out how he plays and finishes at BYU, then that's super great. But at this point, I just it's a little. I don't know how that works out. With the gauntlet schedule BYU faces next year, I would not say no to Taysom Hill and Tanner Mangum both being at BYU. Steve Young with us on BYU Sports Nation. Oh, you, had to, you, just, you, you don't want to scare everybody. That, oh, my gosh, Steve Young just said Taysom Hill's going to leave BYU. <laughs> Everyone, don't drive off the road. Stay, stay, stay on course. No, and you're, <laughs> because you're... I would love that. Okay, I just want you to be clear. I would love that. That would be super – I would be very, very happy if they stayed together and Taysom came back and they played together, I, that would, that's my number one choice. And, but and, I just, I have to be realistic. And you're right, Steve. There's this kind of idea that Taysom Hill's given everything he could to the program and no one would blame him if he left. I mean, it, I think there's that feeling of, 
If Taysom Hill can get a shot at being healthy, and if it's Stanford or Michigan or whatever, those two make sense, then so be it. If he comes back to BYU, great. You figure it out with Tanner. You, you guys figured it out in the 80s with all those guys, Mark Wilson and Jim McMahon. You figured it out, and yep, you, you had talent did. on the field. We did. And, you know, uh, that's actually interesting. I didn't thought about that because I, I, it's true. And even, even with Joe Montana and myself, there's a creative tension that was there that brought out, you know, the, the, the guys that benefited the most out of the two of us being together were the 49ers. And in some ways, BYU would be the great beneficiary of having both of them. And they could work that out. So you guys got me re-energized by that. Okay. I, I, let's, let's go with that one. Let's go with that. <laughs> Steve, it's always great to talk to you. We look forward to your uh, approaching football life project with NFL Films and Jeff Benedict. Uh, thanks for the time, man. Oh, you bet. Good to be with you guys. Take it from Steve Young. Please, Taysom, don't transfer. <laughs> but but if and Steve Young BYU, says, right? if he says that BYU's in good hands with Tanner Mangum, then you, you take it from that quarterback guy. And it will be, even if Taysom Hill comes back. That's my opinion. I want Taysom Hill to come back. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, perhaps the most American of all Cougar athletes, Chase Fisher of BYU Basketball. Welcome back, sports friends. And again, happy Thanksgiving. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This is a great American holiday. It really is. And there are few things more American than BYU shooting guard Chase Fisher Truth. from West Virginia. And that's proven <laughs> in this interview with Chase, who is always a favorite in Studio B. Just sit back and enjoy the fish. Joining us now, guest number two today, Chase Fisher, sharpshooter extraordinaire, one of the best-dressed guys on all of the BYU campus back in Studio B. Chase, welcome back, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Tell us about this shirt, because it's not a BYU shirt. It's a West Coast Conference. <laughs> yeah, this is the shirt. West Coast Conference gift from last year you get when you go. And actually, to the I, tournament? Yeah, to the West Coast Conference tournament. I lost mine, and I found this one in, I think it's Jake Toulson's, but <laughs> I haven't told him yet. Maybe, well, Kyle, Collins, maybe Kyle Collinsworth. I'm not sure, but I've commandeered it as my own. Well, now he knows. Yeah, so... Okay, so I want to rewind to a moment that happened on Friday at Boom Shakalaka during the three-point contest when you looked at me and you're like, review the tape, Spencer! Review the tape! What was that all about? Uh, I thought Jake didn't get his last the money ball off in time, but it didn't matter. We lost by three. So. But yeah, it wouldn't I wanted, have mattered I wanted, anyway. Yeah. I just wanted a review. Those guys were cheating all night, but... You know what I love about you know what I love about that, Chase? <laughs> I love that you're competitive in anything and everything. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Yeah, uh, some say I'm a little too competitive sometimes. <laughs> I even pushed the cameraman out of the way. Maybe that was for effects. I don't know, but Ooh. I just wanted a little review, but nice. I didn't get it. Did you have fun at Boom Chocolate? Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. The uh, The only thing people don't know is we practiced earlier in the day for I a couple hours. I so. mentioned that. Yeah, it was. I was pretty tired, to, to be honest. To give you an excuse. Yeah, you looked a little tired. No, it's fun, though. It's good for the fans to come out and good for, the. I think, the young guys to kind of get their name out there and for everybody to kind of see them and be in front of fans. So, yeah, it's a good time. Where will BYU make the most improvement this year coming off of last year? Uh, I think two areas for sure. One will be our inside play, uh, offense and defense. You know, we had Corbin who really came on strong at the end of the year, but you also had Kyle Davis and Jamal Ates uh, if he can stay healthy. And uh, those two guys are really, really good at the four position, and they, they kind of give us a new dimension we didn't have last year for sure. Uh, and also defensively, I think, you know, we're not going to tone down our offensive mindedness to, per se but you know I think we'll have a little bit more of a defensive mindset and we want to hold teams and we don't just have to out outscore teams I think you know that'll kind of be a little bit different than last year. Quincy Lewis was on the show and described to us this new pack line defense can mm-hmm. you describe to us kind of the difference we'll see this year? Uh, well pack, last year a lot we got up in the passing lanes and kind of denied and played a little pressure just because we wanted to speed the game up get out and transition this year the guy on the ball is pressuring the ball but the other guys are in what we like to call gaps. So you're going to be off your man a little bit, and when the guy with the ball drives, there's going to be guys there to stop him. But it, it is, it's tough because you have to recover out to shooters. And so your closeouts it, need to be better. Closeouts will, be, will have to be better, but um, it, it, it's tough to play against. Even like when we're playing against it in practice, it's really tough because if you beat your man, you've got another guy, and you have to make a basketball play. So 
I think we're kind of making other teams, you know, make a play and and really force them off the line. So and hit a sh- good. hit a shot, yeah, more than get to the rim and make a contested three okay. instead of you know wide open kick out threes off you know straight line drives and stuff. So well, you've got rim protectors now as well with Nate Austin back and Corbin Kafusi developing. Yeah, I forgot about Nate. Yeah, it's it's huge, man, to have the four really good big guys, you know, down there, and it's a good mix of experience and some young guys and. A lot of athleticism. So, you know, if we do get beat, it's good to have Corbin down there, Kyle Davis, Jamal, and Nate. So, you know, some guys to protect the rim. So I think that'll be a big improvement for us. Chase, the preseason poll and teams come out. Some people just ignore it. Some people use it as motivation. BYU picks second behind Gonzaga. That's probably fair given what's happening and where the programs are at. Um, you were in all uh, preseason selection. How do you treat that stuff? Uh you know, personally, I don't really pay attention to it. You know, I'm from I'm a different kind of guy than most people, though. I, oh, we know. I, I I really just like to kind of stick to myself and do my own thing and uh, not really listen to what other people say. But, I mean, it's good, that stuff, for personally to be recognized for that and Kyle. And also those polls, I mean, yeah, Gonzaga's been really good. But I think, you know, we can use it as a little bit of motivation because we want to win a conference championship. And, uh, you know, that's our goal. So, yeah, I think you can use it both ways, but for me personally, I don't really pay a lot of attention to it. But it's it's good. It has its positive aspects. A couple of tweets in from those watching right now, BYU Sports Nation, wherever and however they're watching. At Everyday Jess says, Chase Fisher in studio days are the best days. At BYU Sports Nation days, specifically. Yeah, so there's that. And then at Tim Lacombe, at T.L. Lacombe says, love when Chase Fisher goes with the browning lid. Yeah, well, we had Remington Peck on, and then you come in name. with a brown hunting man, theme. Beautiful yeah. name. Yeah. Well, I'm going to hit the first one. That's hey, that's awesome that she says it's the best day. But I want to let everyone know I've got a wife. You know what I mean? We're not married technically. <laughs> She's married. <laughs> Jess oh, is married. Okay, well, never yeah. mind then. We're all good. Yeah. So we're on the same page. There's but. another one at Mary D. Blanchard <laughs> said. Public service announcement: Chase Fisher on BYUSN right now with the emoji. Face with hearts and eyes. Now married. <laughs> n- now Mary is married as well. I know that. I know those two people. That's okay. They're both married. married. Listen, right? it's awesome. They're just admirers. Then that's fine. BYU <laughs> athlete crushes. Yeah, admirers from afar. It's, that's We're in great. The second row. Yes. Hey, that's awesome. But I want to touch back on the second one with the Browning hat for Tim McComb. I said this previously, and I kind of wanted to give it a public service announcement. You know what I mean? I just want to let it know I'm about three things. God, guns, and America. You know what I mean? <laughs> you are I so exercise, West Virginia. Dude. I exercise my Second Amendment rights. You know what I mean? I love God, and I love America. Best country in the world. I'm so happy so that's you came all on the to show say. today. So I'm a little, I've been West on Virginia. one lately. But I'm so happy you're so. on the show today. What? <laughs> t- tell us one thing about Ripley that we don't know, because we don't know anything. Uh, thank you for that. Um, I don't that you wouldn't know. I mean, it's a really it's Teach a, about it's a big farming community. Okay, okay. Uh, it's about thirty minutes outside of Charleston, which is, uh, it's like South Jordan, and it's not Salt Lake, but it's a big city. It's the capital, West Virginia. So you're kind of close to a big city where you can kind of do all the things you want to do. But it's a farming community for sure. It's very country. Uh, I live on a farm. Technically, my parents kind of made it into a farm. It's like 160 acres, so it's. Did, did lot- you have animals on it? And yeah, cows yeah. We, we had some cow- cows and all that. We had some cattle. Yeah, I didn't milk the cows, but yeah, there were cows being milked. If you want to say that, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That sounded weird, but uh, yeah, it's a good place. I love my hometown. One of a kind, Chase Fisher. Oh, absolutely. On BYU Sports Nation, to quote him: "God, guns." <laughs> And America. He is very American. He told me he's very West Virginia. He's seriously considering buying a $1,300 gun. I told that to Dave Rose, and he said, you have to stop him, Spencer. (laughs) (laughs) No one can control that guy. (laughs) Speaking of Dave Rose, he joins us next on this Thanksgiving Day special. What does he think about the upcoming season? I still say single-digit seed for the Cougars, Jeremy. Of course you do. Just save room for pie. BYU Sports Station on Thanksgiving Day, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We are simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation continuing right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation if you don't already. And join us using the hashtag BYUSN. Earlier this month, head coach Dave Rose of the men's basketball team at BYU joined us in Studio B to talk about the latest additions to our set, the Mm -hmm. class of hoop signees, and the upcoming season. 
Coach, welcome back to Studio B. Yeah, well, hey, you know, some people know how to get along with others. You know? <laughs> that's a good. That's, be agreeable. That's really good, yep. 257 wins in 10 seasons, eighth in win percentage among active coaches, and set to begin again. But before we hop into the season preview, Coach, I want to point out a couple of new additions in the studio. We have the mustard yellow seats. Oh, those are awesome. That have become a permanent yeah. part Still of Still crazy uh, uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> have you got them bolted in so someone can actually sit in there? Yeah, so you like, can, yeah. They have They're legs. on little legs. All right, great. Yeah. And we have the Tim Lacombe Hawaii shirt from last year's trip <laughs> yeah. to Hawaii. Yeah. Pit stains we, and all. We, we could probably get rid of those. <laughs> <laughs> that was two, two overtime losses. Uh, that was a tough burn. Tough burn those. <laughs> yeah. But those chairs, uh, I mean, it, it, obviously, the, if you've been in the arena with uh, the remodel, and it, it's just it's, it's unbelievable how nice that is and the feel of it and the new scoreboard and um, and just uh, obviously the comfortable chairs. And hopefully we can get people out of their chairs. You know, they don't get in there and just, you know, sit there for the whole game. I think we've got a really exciting team. But, uh, you know, we we sat in those chairs, at least for me, 18 years is what I've been here, and not one time was it comfortable. You know? <laughs> so like that, that actually looks more comfortable right there because uh, you, you have a little leg room. Yeah, I, I sat on that reading some of the uh, game notes, getting ready for this. Let's talk about those three signees that you got. Let's start with... Uh, Yoli Childs, Bingham High School, a power forward, top 100 kind of guy, going to play right away next year. Yeah, Yoli is, uh, uh, I mean, it, it, it's just the, the confidence that he has in us and our program, I mean, to, to come and sign with us. I'm just, we're just so excited. I think that uh, you know, he's a guy who can really play in that low post and score right now, and he's on his way to developing a, a, you know, a real perimeter game in that high post. and. Uh, can shoot a three-point shot, but uh, you know, you know, in high school you probably won't see it a lot. You know, it's interesting. One of the fun things about uh, signing local kids, kids that are in the valley and and in 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 the area, is that uh, a lot of Cougar fans can go watch them play in their high school season and then get an idea of what they're going to be like here. And uh, I think Cougar fans will love watching Yoli play. I know I do. When I when I got a chance on the AAU circuit to watch him, that uh, he really excites me is how he's going to fit with our guys. He said the following this morning <laughs> at Brandon Seagurney tweeted this Yoli, who is an LDS about attending a Mormon school. Well, I attend a Mormon school now, so what's the big deal? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's one of the, the great things of Yoli is that he is uh, he's a really out, you know, out front guy. And he's he, he's not afraid to um, to tell people what he thinks and he's not afraid to uh, go after what he wants. And I think that. Um, the match that, that we've got here is, is one that uh, is going to bring some really great results for both. I think he's going to do a great job for us, but I also think we can help him uh, you know, to, to get his career started as far as his professional career is because he, he's going to be a great player. BYU basketball head coach Dave Rose with us in Studio B. We are talking about the signing class. Joining Yo Lee is a mission-first guy, and his name is Gavin Baxter, another local product out of Timview High School. Who every time I talk about this kid or I hear about this kid from his AAU coach and from people around the community, it's you should see his untapped athleticism. Yeah. And and that's really, you know, what what Gavin brings to our program is length, size, athleticism. Uh, he's he's kind of a uh, a human highlight film right now. I mean, he really plays above the rim. Uh, and I, you know, I, I I am really excited to watch him play his high school season because he's really improved his game uh he's a good three-point shooter uh and i think that you know in high school he'll probably play a lot down in the post and i think here you're going to see him you know on the perimeter a lot more but uh he has the skill to uh and the athleticism to to you know to really uh be an exciting player for us and the third signing connor uh, harding mission first from Taysom hills high school in highland in pocatello yeah connor's just tough he's a tough leader uh, you know, they're in the, the he, he was the quarterback on their football team and they had so many injuries that they replaced him, uh, put him on the wide receiver where he played the last couple of years. And I think they've lost one football game in the, the three years he's been, you know, playing up there. So uh, he's a he's a, a tough, uh, skilled, um, athletic guy, you know, six five, he's got good size. And I really like this class. It's it's really exciting to talk about Yoli because he's going to be here next year. These other guys, <laughs> it's going to be like uh, when we were talking about TJ and Peyton Dastrup, you know, when they were, you know, signing and then going straight off on their mission. But uh, excited to sign guys that are going to be here, you know, within the same 
decade, seems like. <laughs> hey, TJ and Peyton Dastrup and then Eric Mika coming off. They're going to be back next year. Yeah, with that group of guys. I, I'm, I'm really excited about the future. I, I think, you know, we're going to be really young, uh, but these guys have a lot of experience. They've played from coast to coast, flown all over the, uh, the country playing games and uh, with their AAU teams and their high school teams. You know, Lone Peak had – uh, for years there, they were, they were playing national tournaments, you know, all over the country. So uh, these guys are ready to play for us. You know, you take uh, TJ especially. Um, he came into my office with Nick when they committed. It was sometime in uh, in the early late summer, early fall, and he came in and both of them sat there and said, "Coach, we want to tell you that we both are Cougars. We're coming." And uh, we've been waiting for TJ for a long time. And well, just like we've been waiting for Nick for a long time, and obviously we get to see Nick tomorrow night. So. Looking forward to it. What went into scheduling the Utah Valley Series? Because there had only been one game all time with the Wolverines, but now Mark Pope's over there. Yeah, and I think that uh, you know we've talked about playing them uh, for years, and just you know it was just never uh, you know just never got put together. And, and I don't know if if we were either one of us were really excited about playing when Mark was in the process, you know, of uh, of interviewing for that job. He asked, "Hey, if I got this job, would?" Would you guys be interested in playing? And I said, well, let's just wait and see, you know, what happens, how it plays out. But uh, he was really uh, – uh, he's got a lot of energy, and he's trying to bring this Valley uh, and have them, you know, get behind Utah Valley. And, and so I, I think that it's, uh, uh, it's an interesting series. Uh, this is the first time for me we'll all play – the guy who's been on my staff now he's a head coach. I've been done the opposite when I was Steve. I, when, when Steve was the head coach and I was an assistant. And I think the assistant has the advantage because he knows everything that I'm <laughs> going to do. I mean, he's watched me for four years. He knows everything that's going to happen tonight uh, tomorrow, and I have no idea what he's going to do. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, it should it should be a good game. I mean, he, he's. Uh, uh, he's a great coach. He's a, he's got a lot of enthusiasm and guys uh, will play really, really hard for Mark. He'll bring a lot of energy and excitement to that program. Whenever I think about Mark Pope, I think about one phrase, let's go, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's used that quite a bit. You'll probably hear it quite a bit if you're sitting behind the bench, his bench tomorrow. But, uh, I, uh, I like his team. I've actually was able to see some film on, uh, uh, on an exhibition game that they played earlier in the week. And, uh, I hope the gym, I, I think the gym, we played him, I'm going to say, 10, 12 years ago um, mm-hmm. when, I was, when I was an assistant here. Uh, and it was a really good game in the first half. I went back and forth. And, and uh, then the second half, we kind of, uh, you know, got, got, got the score to spread a little bit. But um, they scored 97 points in their exhibition game. That's kind of got all of us a little bit uh, excited, wondering how this thing's going to go. Okay, okay. Dave Rose with us in Studio B. Let's talk about your team tomorrow and how you will match up against Utah Valley. I know there have been some banged-up guys. There are some concerns about the overall health of this team. So who's going to start for you tomorrow? Well, we'll see. You know, it, it's kind of really – I mean, with, without trying to, you know, be, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of flippant about it, but uh, every day it's been a different group of guys who have been to practice. And yesterday we've had the most guys actually, actually practice than we have in the last two weeks. And so uh, I hope that they're all feeling good today and they'll all be out there. And, and then we'll, uh, we'll come together with, uh, with the starting lineup. But I would imagine just knowing me and how I feel, if the guys are ready, I, I usually go with experienced guys. And then we'll start playing and then see how the, the season kind of progresses. And, uh, and that's, you know, really, um, you know, kind of just a, a – the op- standard operation for me. I mean, that's that's the procedure that I we I just have a lot of confidence in those returning guys, and we'll go with the experienced guys. Yeah, you first. can be flipping all you want on yeah, the show; okay. it's all good. Right. Flip it as you want. This is, this is your this is BYTV, baby. Uh, when you look at some of these injured guys, can you update us on Kafusi's hamstring and the tendonitis with uh, Kyle? Collins Kyle's actually good. Kyle's had uh, some really good practices back to back, and he feels good. Uh, Corb's still trying to to get full speed. He's been practicing kind of. In a half court situation, some drills he'll, he'll pull out of, and uh, hopefully today he can he can get up and down, and, and we can let it go. And those are scary days with hamstrings, you know, when you actually go, okay, let's because you, you, you pop that thing again, and you're going to set right back, you know, to another two or three weeks. So, uh, but uh, we got great medical staff, and they're on top of it, and and uh, hopefully he'll be ready to go tomorrow. How about Kyle Davis? 
Kyle practiced the last two days, uh, and he's. Uh, he, I don't think he's a hundred percent. He really wants to play and get started, and I think he can play through it. So still issues with that ankle. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, that ankle, and, and then he's got a little issue on his lower back that has uh, kind of been bothering him. But tough kid, and really a great competitor. And he sat out all last year, so come on. <laughs> he wants to play. Are you kidding me? You want to, you know, come to come to the opening game and in, in street clothes again? I, I don't think so. I think he'll give every try, every every possible um, situation he can to get out there and play. So, in the forty-ish practices you've had since uh, things got going, what have you what have you learned about this team and and what they're going to give you this year? Well, this is a really it's a really competitive team. We practice great. I, I, I think I've said this a lot, but this team every day is sometimes near the end of practice, things will slow down some days, especially those days when we only had 12 or 13 guys in practice. Our practices are really difficult. I try to make practices tougher than the game situations. And, and uh, But they compete, and they compete really well. And uh, this will be – it's always interesting when you're taking talented young guys – that want to get their career started immediately and experienced guys who have played. Uh, and then you try to mold them together and see, you know, what you got. And the most important thing for me is, is how hard we play, the effort that we give, uh, our execution, guys knowing what we're doing and how we do it, uh, and then the effort that they play with. It just has to be an extreme, you know, kind of fanatical effort to, to put them over the top from the other guy that they're trying to compete with, you know. When you look at the defense, do you feel like you've uh, improved that, or do you need to see it in games before you? Well, I think our defense has, has really improved, but we'll see. You know, I, I think that uh, you know the speed of the game that we play uh, it uh, it kind of lends itself uh, to, to, to you're always going full out on offense in attack mode. That some of these guys defensively get there, they just kind of want to stand, and that's the the part of this thing that we you know we're really trying to build is that. Um, we have better leadership on the defensive end. And also the guys that uh, have been here, they understand that uh, we need to be better defensively to get deep into that tournament like we want to. Is that the biggest question mark for you this year is what you'll get out of the BYU defense? Um, No, I don't think that's my biggest. I actually believe we'll be a lot better defensively because of the personnel. I think think we've got – a much deeper front line that will be able to play bigger guys, stronger guys that will help us around the rim. It'll help us rebound. And uh, I think our scheme out front will, will help keep guys out of the paint, which has really hurt us over the years. But uh, what, what, what I, the biggest key to me is how are we going to get these guys to play together? You know, because they all come from different places. We, we, I mean, if you go individually and look at some of the, uh, the, the stats that these kids have put up in their high school and AAU teams, uh, you know, if they all got their, you know, just normal averages from the, the, their senior year, we'd be scoring 160, 170 points a game. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. And so you, what we have to figure out is how all that's going to play and how it's going to play together. And I think that uh, – you know, it, it, a lot of it comes from from our our captains. You know, with uh, with uh, Nate Austin and and Kyle and Chase. Those three guys are the most experienced guys. Uh, Chase is a fifth year senior. Nate's a fifth year senior. They've they've been through uh, you know a lot of college games. And then obviously Kyle uh, has had an experience that not many have. I mean, you have uh, you know an injury like that and and you don't miss a game. You know, we well, missed the one NCAA game, but he healed over the summer, and then, you know, I had an unbelievable year last year and look forward to a big year this year, too. At halftime, Spencer Linton will be interviewing you quite often. Yay! What kinds of questions <laughs> would you like at that point? Because probably two on average, right? Yeah, probably, um, you know, the, 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 the question of uh, how you felt the officials uh, maybe were in the first half, you know. Avoid what? that one? Avoid that one. Avoid that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you want asked? Um, probably uh, just just a couple comments like, man, you guys are really playing well. And, <laughs> you're well-coached and you're, team. Yeah, what a well-coached team, and good luck in the second half. And I'll say so, thank so, you. So he'll just say a comment. And, and I can go, say thank you. Thank you, and, and then you break up? Yeah, that'd, that'd be a lot be, faster. Really good. I don't think we'll do that, yeah. but that's a good suggestion. Okay. okay. You're a good sport to put up with those those interviews, Coach. <laughs> I, have, yeah. I have a favor to ask. 
Would yeah. you mind putting on the blue goggles for a moment? You're a concert goer. I just want to. I want to know what this is like. Okay. Dave Rose with the blue goggles. <laughs> that looks good. That, is, that matches my shirt. <laughs> I see. That's a good look. Through those goggles, I see like 30 wins. I don't know about you. I hope so. Yeah. Oh. In fact, if there's 30 wins, I'll just keep them on. Start <laughs> again. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just wear them right now. Awesome. Every, every time I come on, if we're on track for 30. But really, though. Did you expect Dave Rose to put on the blue goggles? No, I was nervous when you handed it to him. Like, what is he going to do with this? And then he donned the blue goggles. I knew I like had to get it in before before things get really serious, like in January and February. And he's in that kind of midseason. They got mode. serious after game two. <laughs> Truth, they did. Truth. His quote. His quote to me at one of the halftime interviews. Look, man, we got a lot of problems. This team's got a lot of problems. That's not good. BYU's working on fixing yeah, those. Yeah, they're figuring some things out. Hashtag single digit C, bro. <laughs> Ride or die. Choo choo. Up next, our rise and shout on Thanksgiving. Welcome back on Thanksgiving Day to BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Obviously, this is a day to give thanks. And we at BYU Sports Nation are thankful for several things. I'd like to kick it off, Jerem, with family in a warm house in frigid cold weather that I will be standing in in Logan in a couple of days. (laughs) Let's go get to them uh, in a couple minutes after this show. We can hang out with them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sports. I enjoy sports. There's some things that are very serious and that really matter. Sports, to me, is an outlet for the other space of my life, right? And I love uh, BYU sports, and it's fun to be involved with that, fun to be involved with you, the fans, as we watch how this plays out, and BYU strives to be a great athletic program every year. And what a year it's been and was for BYU sports across the board. You talk about all the sports, undefeated at home in soccer, volleyball, and football. That's amazing. And that was fun to watch. We really are thankful for all of you that make our job incredibly entertaining. And so we give you today's Rise and Shout. Brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com to all the fans of BYU Sports Absolutely. Nation. For giving us a reason to be here in this seat, in this job, doing what we do. There's not a day that goes by that we take this for granted. Seriously. I wish we could play the pink song, Just Give Me a Reason, and we just sing, sing it out and just cathartically cry together or something. You know what else <laughs> You know what else I love? Backup quarterbacks. Bo Hodge. Bo Hodge. Like Bo Hodge. Tanner Mangum coming in this year. Christian, Christian Stewart. Stewart. Last year, okay? Got to have a good backup. And so, Taysom Hill, please come back next year. Jerem? I can't believe you left this off the list. What? Movies. Oh, I love movies. Yeah. Hey, this week, there's a lot of good movies coming out. I know. Good Dinosaur, Creed, Peanuts And then, and then what, like right. less than a month to Star Wars? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't make me drool. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> Wipe my mouth. I'm getting excited. <laughs> oh, what a show. We thank Bronco Mendenhall and Steve Young, Chase Fisher, Dave Rose. That was a great lineup. Everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag... BYUSN. You can get it on demand, BYUSN.com. The audio podcast is always available on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Once again, happy Thanksgiving. Shout out to all of you and your families. And Masasoit. And Masasoit. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation.